Welcome to the Be the Change podcast, a global volunteers production where we will explore people traveling, volunteering, and living outside their comfort zones. Thank you for joining me on this very special episode of the Be the Change podcast. I'm Ruth Curran, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today's episode is all about Vietnam. Vietnam as a country, as a culture, and as a piece of history is so compelling to me. Maybe it's a generational thing, and maybe that's something I share with others, but there's this pull and this interest in what's happening in Vietnam. In this episode, we'll get an entire picture of what it feels like to be part of a service program in Vietnam. We'll start with how it looks, smells, feels, sounds, to walk off the plane and step into Hanoi. Then from beautifully told stories, we'll hear about the sites where volunteers serve in Vietnam and in Hanoi in particular. The ongoing work that Global Volunteers does in Vietnam is so incredibly important. And through personal stories, we'll get a deeper understanding of why that work is so important to both volunteers and to the people who are a part of these programs who live in Hanoi. I'm so glad that you joined me today on this journey through the service programs in Vietnam. Let's let someone we've heard from before, Pam, a longtime Global Volunteers team leader who leads a team every year to Vietnam over Thanksgiving, set the stage for us. Walking into Hanoi is like walking into a different world. Uh, Again, we're in a city of, I don't know, four million, six million. I don't even know how, what the population is of Hanoi. We once again, stay in the historical area. So in the historical area, which is where we stay, I'd like like to say one thing. I've taken photos. This is really important. I've taken loads and loads of pictures. And people look at them and they'll say, oh, man, those are cool. Those are nice. They really aren't because there's no sound and there's no smell. And there isn't the energy the energy that you feel when you're in Hanoi. So you don't, you don't, you don't see it. You might see a woman with a cart, but you don't hear her chattering away and showing her goods and putting a bracelet on you and telling you how beautiful you look. And, and, and you don't see, you see a picture of a mom and a little kid, but you haven't seen this mom putting three kids on a motorcycle. I mean, the photos just don't, They don't tell you, they don't tell you enough. Pam has a very unique and personal connection with one of the service sites where volunteers work, BlindLink. In the first part of this segment, Pam talks about why BlindLink and blindness in general is so important to her. In the second half of this segment, Pam tells a story of a day with BlindLink, one that I believe represents the hope and the promise that BlindLink provides for its participants. 
a personal and private story, uh, one that I don't usually talk about, certainly don't talk about with team members. My husband became blind in a matter of seconds, about uh, 12 years before he died. We were driving home from our daughter's wedding, and he said, oh, Pammy, it's getting foggy. He was driving, and it wasn't foggy, and he became blind. So, it was, so blindness is something that's very important to me. I, I haven't thought about this story in a, in a very long, long time. The first weekend that we were in Hanoi when BlindLink opened, the uh, head of BlindLink, Ms. Hung, took us, uh, the volunteers that, that were volunteering at BlindLink, we went out to the farms, out some countryside. She took us on a, a bus tour or something. And we went into a little village and we were bringing uh, a, one cane. And I, di I didn't know anything about who the cane was for. And we went into a little village and it was kind of complicated walking over broken wood and there was a little bit of a lake. And we went to someone's home. In the home, there was a young man who was blind, his wife, his child, and his parents. I understood that what had happened is the young man had had a very important job at something in the government, came blind, lost his job. So the only job that he had was he was a fisherman. And so every day, his wife would walk him to this little lake. She had a baby, so she had to carry the baby. And walking in this little village was very complicated. And he would fish. And then every day, she'd go back and bring him home. And we gave him a cane. And I showed him with my seven brief lessons on this crazy road with, you know, wood and all kind of broken sticks and stuff, how to use the cane. And by himself, we watched him walking away. And he had told his wife that he was a man now and he could walk to the lake alone. In this next segment, Pam, in her wonderful way, talks about what it's like for volunteers to work in the school in Hanoi. Pam told me that this school has grown from about 100 students to 5,000 students in the time that Global Volunteers has been working with them. It sounds like it's both a very rewarding and freeing experience. It, they love us. We, we love to go there. We work in classrooms. Uh, the volunteers are assigned to a teacher, and, and they usually are in two or three classrooms over the two weeks that they're there. They work with the teachers. They play games with the teachers. You know, I see big CEO businessmen uh, playing I Miss Piggy. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's charming. It's charming to watch. And the, the couple uh, I that that uh, I have in Mexico, Mary and Joe, have also been on this program, and they're rather serious people. And one day I came in, and they were doing a a show of the Big Bad Wolf, and they had tags on themselves. And I mean, here's this surgeon dancing around. This, this you know, this, that's what we do in MBK. That's the, great. That's yeah. So you oh, get so to see, you get to see people shed their skin too. 
Yeah. You know, you get in the room and once again, you do what the host wants you to do. And if the host wants you to talk about Cinderella or the three little bears, that's what you do. This next segment comes from a conversation that I had with a woman named Julie. Julie works as a social worker for a public school system and has traveled extensively with global volunteers, including several trips to Vietnam. Her trips to Vietnam and her experience with the Blind Link program in Vietnam left a huge impression on her. In this part of the conversation, Julie was speaking about her experience with the Vietnamese people and how they received her and how that felt. And they're poor and come from different villages and the spirit of warmth and joy for people, you know, from the initial perspective, you're like, but you're poor and quote, have nothing. And then that's a shift of like, somehow you seem to have everything and, and I have nothing. Some of the students that experience Agent Orange and you know their blindness is a consequence of that and feeling total gratitude and warmth as an American. Yeah, it's amazing. We have this perception of the Vietnam War and the right. American, evil American empire and, you know, all of those things. What, what were your... Yeah, I would have assumed. I wouldn't have expected, again, the graciousness and the warmth. Um, I, you know, then that's what's also great about Global, other people that come along. And I remember they're talking to an older physician who was shot during the war through an interpreter, you know, in his experience and almost saying... Why don't you hate Americans? You know, why aren't you angry? And you just had no feelings like that. Our final story today takes this whole idea of changing impressions and changing how we feel about a culture and how we feel how a culture should feel about us to a whole nother level. The storyteller is a man named Joe. He's a longtime Global Volunteers team leader, and he loves leading teams all over the world. Before we go into Joe's segment, a little bit about Global Volunteers process. Volunteers on a service program are asked to contribute to a team journal. Each night, a different team member writes a reflection of some kind. Could be on the day, could be how they felt about the day, could have been an experience, could have been something that they watched in somebody else. But each team member has that opportunity to create a journal piece. Joe reads us a piece from one of the volunteers from a team that he led to Vietnam that left an incredible impression on everybody who heard it. Left a big impression on me, and I'm sure it will on you as well. You never know really what what you know what what is going on uh, mentally. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the after effects uh, of the war, and that applied to John, even though he was my roommate. You know, they don't talk about the war and they don't talk about, um, you know, what his experience uh, was one way or the other. But he read the last entry into the uh, our journal. You know, quite honestly, he blew us all away. And uh, I'll read that now. Vietnam has changed a lot since the last time I was here. 
and I'm very happy I was able to finally see the change firsthand. I needed to see it firsthand. In April 1970, I left Vietnam with a heavy heart and an empty feeling that only Vietnam veterans knew. This time I'm leaving happy and content with the fact that I did come back here and did something, however small, to help a developing country rebuild. To show the Vietnamese that there are Americans who care about them, that there are veterans of the war who care. I hope I've given a little something back to a country I helped to destroy a long time ago. I'm leaving Vietnam next week with a whole new group of Vietnam veterans called Global Volunteers. They're a new kind of veteran, veterans of peace, and this time I'm going home proud to be one of them. Having said good morning, Vietnam, my own way, one person at a time, as I run through the streets of Saigon, Mi Tao, and Vinh Long, I'm going home to say good morning, America, knowing that for me, the war in Vietnam and in myself is finally over. Wow. There's a pretty powerful perspective on how we as individuals and as small teams can wage peace throughout the world and leave a good impression of us as people from the United States. I think more than anything, I walked away from these conversations with the feeling that my impression of how the rest of the world should see me as someone from the United States might not quite be accurate and is certainly not written in stone or written by those who came before me. Thank you so much for joining me on this really eye-opening journey through the service programs in Vietnam. If you'd like to learn how you can apply to be a part of a service program in Vietnam, go to Global Volunteers' website at www.globalvolunteers.org and select Vietnam on the map on the homepage. Or you can call and speak to a representative at 800-487-1074. See you next time on the Be The Change podcast.